Hello Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Bulls HQ, a Chicago Bulls podcast on the Blue Wire Sports Podcasting Network. We are excited today. Jim Boylan, gone. Thank fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know why this happened now. I don't know why this dropped now, why this news dropped now, but I don't care. This is the best news that I could possibly have at this point. It is about 12 a.m. my time, Saturday morning. I was just watching uh, <laughs> the second practice for the uh, the Barcelona Grand Prix, getting a bit sleepy, was ready to go to bed. Then all of a sudden, nice, I see this news drop on Twitter, and I am thankful that I did not go to bed. Thank you, Wodge, for dropping, dropping that Wodge, Wodge bomb. I'm usually it's in bed by... Geez, 10 o'clock, 10.30. I'm, I'm an old man at this point. But for whatever reason, I decided to stay up late on a Friday night, my time. And Woj just dropped that beautiful, beautiful bomb. Jim Boylan, gone. He is gone. Bulls fans, Jim Boylan is fucking gone. How beautiful is it to just say that? He is gone. Jim Boylan is fired. I mean, you know... The, Sort of feel sorry for Jim? No, I don't. I don't at all. Fuck off, Jim Boylan. This is great, Bulls fans. Ah, ah, yes. Yes, it feels good. It feels good. It feels good. Unfortunately, uh, my old mate C Red Fred couldn't join me because I wanted to jump online straight away and just let out my my immediate feelings about this. It's it's late my time. Like I mentioned, I am my mind is all over the place. It's I'm, I'm my mind is literally racing all over the place. The news has just dropped. Who the hell knows where this this podcast will go, how it will transpire. It's going to be a rumbling mess, but I don't care. Fred's not here at the moment. We'll probably catch up you know, at some point later on to get his thoughts, but I wanted to give you my instant reaction about this. And uh, it's a sweet relief, Bulls fans. I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed with what has happened. I think we all are at this point. Everyone wanted Jim Boylan gone. Is there anyone that wanted to retain Jim Boylan beyond Jim Boylan, maybe, maybe Michael Reinsdorf and, and John Baxon? Are they literally the only people that wanted Jim Boylan associated with the Chicago Bulls? That must have been the only three people in the world, but he is gone. He is gone, and it feels damn good. Imagine how, how good Zach Levine is right now, waking up, checking his Twitter, checking the news. I'm sure he has Woj on, on notifications on Twitter, getting those alerts, and to, to wake up. and Imagine being Zach Levine, waking up and seeing on your phone, the Chicago Bulls have fired Jim Boyle. And imagine how good that must be to be Zach Levine right now. How good it must be to be Wendell Carter or Daniel Gafford, all these players who likely hated Jim Boyle. To wake up and just have your Friday morning just just be that extra little bit rosy than what it otherwise would have been during this pandemic. And oh man, what a what a day! What a day, Bulls fans! I mean, just <laughs> oh my god, this is this is so good. But this is something that needed to happen. Obviously, we've been whinging about this for the last. I don't know, 12 months, 18 months, The man, ever since the man got installed as head coach, this is what we all wanted to see and hear. And finally, the day has happened. Why it happened now, you know, four or five months after Karnaschovas and Eversley were hired, who the hell knows why it happened now versus not, you know, two months earlier or not even two months after. We, we, we know that a lot of the reporting that was coming out was that maybe Boylan was sticking around. And that was the, the last podcast that Fred and I did. We were sort of starting getting... We're getting fearful that Boylan was going to stick around based on the reporting that the Reinsdorfs were 
potentially going to be a little too cheap during this pandemic. A billion dollar ownership group was going to be a little bit too cheap over the fact that they had to fire Jim Boylan, who was only owning $1.6 million on his contract. They wanted to save some money. That was where the reporting was sort of signaling signaling us and driving us toward. But all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, randomly this Friday morning for you Americans, I mean, Jim Boylan is gone. It's it's just weird. It's crazy. Again, I don't understand the timing. We'll probably learn more about it as it all plays out, I'm sure. But uh, look, I'll take it. I'll bloody well take it. This is fantastic news. Now, oh, yeah, like I said, this, this podcast is going to be all over the place, but Jim Boylan is gone. That is the main thing. And like I said, this really does change the perception of the Chicago Bulls now moving forward into the 2021 season now. What that means going forward, who the hell knows? Obviously, we don't know what that means with the players going forward. Obviously, the, the first step here is obviously replacing Jim Boylan, and there are some nice candidates available. And it seems like Kenny Atkinson, former Nets coach, and Wes Unsell Jr., who is currently an assistant coach with the Denver Nuggets, obviously, uh, Arturis Karnaschovas knows quite a bit about him. They appear to be the lead candidates for the job. Adrian Griffin was linked to the Bulls job. I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure if I'm too thrilled about that necessarily still being the case, given they're, you know, we're only 24 hours removed from his uh, ex-wife or his current partner, whatever the situation may be, essentially uh, accusing him of domestic violence. So I don't know how much uh, we, we should be uh, hoping for Adrian Griffin, but there's still, of course, Aime Adoka from the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, who probably won't be long in that bubble now, given that we're heading towards the playoffs. I'm, I'm assuming the Sixers aren't going to hit, uh, exit out of that first round, but the Bulls now can sort of turn their attention to replacing Jim Boyle, and they now do have some quality candidates that they can bring in, and I think Wes Unsell Jr. and Kenny Atkinson being the lead options, along with Adoka, I think that is a very, very good situation that the Bulls find themselves in. So for literally, we've gone from a space of a week where thinking Boylan was coming back, we're going to have to endure another season of his nonsense, another season of his absolute just ridiculous Boylanisms, all the nonsense that we had to deal with, all, this, all the crap the players would have had to deal with this man, punching in and punching out of practice, all that bullshit. That is gone now, folks. And we can all suddenly get, we've moved from that situation where we're trying to uh, reconcile a situation where Boylan would be back. You know, who knows what that would have meant for the development of the Chicago Bulls and their roster? Would it be another wasted season? Would we be trading Zach Levine? Would Larry Markin get an extension? Because who now, who the hell knows how these guys develops under these sorts of play under this coach? But now we don't have to worry about that at all. It's it's gone. It is done. He is gone. Ah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, and I mean, this is the day we've all been waiting for. I'm just, I'm just so thankful it's happened. And I, like I said, I don't know why it happened. Now we'll learn more about it. Now we'll learn more about it in the coming days. I'm sure, but it's just good that it's happened. Obviously, this is this, this is what the franchise needed. This is the step forward the franchise needed. When you bring in someone like Karnaschovas, when you bring in Mark Eversley, keeping the existing coach around. It just never made sense, particularly when the coach you were keeping or planning on keeping around is arguably, not it's not, not even arguably, most certainly was the absolute worst coach in the NBA, a coach who wasn't really well-liked by other coaches around the league, a coach who left his players on the court whilst injured, left them hobbling on the court with an ankle injury, 
left him playing on the court for an extra minute and was only taken out of the game after Rick Carlisle did a mercy substitution and took or caught a timeout that way Daniel Gafford could get off of the floor. That is the first thing that springs to my mind amongst the idiocies that Jim Boylan has done throughout his ten his tenure at Chicago Bulls. But of course, we know there's zillions more examples of so many that are flooding my mind at the moment to the point where I can't even, even pick a second or third one because there's just too many goddamn ones to pick from. Boylan is now gone. It is beautiful. It is sweet. And I am so thankful, Bulls fans. I, I hope you feel the same way as I do. I'm sure you do. But yeah, I mean, this this is the news we wanted here. This is the news we wanted here, and I just can't believe it's happened at this point in time. And and look, I'm 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 glad it's happened at this point in time because this probably means that we're not getting a second bubble for these delete eight teams. So we're not going to have that, or kind of show us not going to have that ability to maybe evaluate Jim Boylan in some sort of coaching setting, which is the what we were getting from reporting that that's what he wanted to do. Casey Johnson was sort of essentially saying that through what Karnaschovas was essentially saying was that he wanted to evaluate Boylan in real coaching atmosphere, whether it's training, whether it's play, playing in games, whatever it might be. It's it, For whatever reason, we got the sense that Karnaschovas didn't want to just rely on his game tape. He wanted to forge these relationships with Jim Boylan to see him in practices, to see him in action before making or doing the deed of firing Boylan. That was, again, the messaging that we were receiving. But yeah, uh, out of nowhere, Boylan is gone. Karnaschovas pulls the trigger. I'm, I'm assuming he does have full autonomy. Again, it, it was the reporting was starting to sound like he had didn't have full autonomy because the Ryan's also coming in and saying, "Yeah, maybe we don't want to put we don't want to fire Jim because we want to we don't want to pay two coaches." But all of a sudden, yeah, we 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 can knock that on the head now. Clearly, they are okay in firing Jim Boylan. So the mixed reporting on this whole issue is weird. It, it's it's clearly cagey. Uh, whether that's due to you know reporting just being muddled based on a number of sources, whether Karnaschovas was keeping things close to his chest, I, I don't know. But again, the end result really is all that matters. And ultimately, the end result is Jim Boylan is on his ass. He's out of the United Center. And we are all thankful as Bulls fans. We can turn to the new chapter of the Chicago Bulls. And we can fully turn to that chapter now because the remnants of the existing era, if you want to call it that, are now gone. Well, to a degree. I mean, John Paxson still lingers in the background, of course. And, you know, despite the Reinsdorf obviously giving Karnaschovas the okay to make this firing at this point, I mean, there's still a terrible ownership group. I mean, we can't get past that at this point. So there are still some issues, let's say, that remain with the Chicago Bulls, ones that we'll continue to have to question throughout the next 12, 18, 24 months, potentially longer, well, with the Reinsdorf for probably years to years to come. But, I mean, at this point, the, you know, the Gar Foreman, the Gar Pax era is gone. They're no longer in strategic decision-making positions. Jim Boylan, the man that they instilled, the man who was crippling this roster, the man who was just making a mockery of the Chicago Bulls brand and everything that we as fans love about this organization, Boylan was making a mockery of. Now he is gone. So in that way, all of a sudden, we've gone from a week of feeling just, you know, just kind of shitty about our where where the Bulls were sort of headed. At least I was. 
I, I, I was going through the first couple months of the the kind of showbiz period, thinking, All right, I'm going to give these guys time. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a, enough time to evaluate what's going on. This is, a, after all, a, a pandemic of sorts. This is a completely un, unusual situation. I was trying to keep a level head on, of things, but in the last week or two, when reporting changed to, you know, maybe maybe Boylan was sticking around which obviously changed from the initial reporting that Carney Chauvis was definitely getting rid of Boylan. At that point, I was starting to get a little bit uneasy. But yeah, in, in an instant, whilst I was coming down on the Bulls, whilst I was looking, turning away from the Bulls, looking for other avenues, looking for other things to do, anything that didn't contain anything to do with the Chicago Bulls, I was I was on my way out. But just like that, Arturish Karnasovich, he pulls me back in, Bulls fans, and I'm sure he's done it for you too. Ah, oh, Jim Boylan is gone. It is, it is, it is beautiful. It is sweet. My God. So yeah, I mean, where do we go from here? How long does he wait to swoop in on these coaches now? Obviously, Kenny Kenny Atkinson doesn't have a job at this point. Wes Unseld, the Denver Nuggets. You would assume they're going to get to the second round of the playoffs, so he's going to be in the bubble. You would assume that Karna Shovis is going to wait for the the playoffs to 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 complete here, or at least the coaches that he's targeting wait to their to their run to complete. I mentioned a Doka. I don't I don't personally I don't see the Sixers getting out of the first round, but you know, maybe in two to three weeks he's off the board or the Sixers are off the board. So maybe you can you can interview a Doka at that point. Obviously there's nothing stopping you from interviewing Atkinson now. You know, maybe it's a month from now before you can sort of start interviewing Wes Unsell Jr. So I'm not expecting a coaching search to happen now, soon. I would expect um, that would be sort of a, a couple of weeks away. And then, you know, that process itself will probably be a two to three week process. So I wouldn't be expecting any any announcements about who the Bulls coach will be going forward. But I mean, nonetheless, I mean, the, the fact that we can even ponder who, who the Bulls coach will, next Bulls coach will be, it's, it's, it's just beautiful to think about. It's a nice thing to think about. And we can actually turn our attention to some really good candidates, candidates who make sense for a young developing team. I mean, Kenny Atkinson, the work he did in Brooklyn, specifically turning that organization around from a complete cellar dweller and building up good young talent or reasonable young talent into overachievers, he clearly has a track record of developing talent. And that's what the Bulls need right now. You know, Atkinson might not be a coach that gets you from uh, point A to point, sorry, from point B to C and point C being the championship. But I mean, he can be that guy that gets you from point A to B. And at the moment, the Bulls are going from point A back down the back down the alphabet. I mean, that's what Boylan was doing. I mean, he's putting back down an X or some shit like that. I mean, that's how far back Boylan set back the Bulls. But, you know, guys like Adoka, guys like Wes Unsell Jr., those, those guys too come with quite a huge pedigree as well. So, I mean, from that standpoint, the Bulls do have a good opportunity here to bring him through some reasonably good NBA coaches. A lot of first-time guys in Adoka or Wesley Unsell Jr., but even Atkinson, yeah, he's a retread, but he's still a youngish coach who has shown signs that he can develop a roster. And that is what the Bulls need. And if things couldn't get any better, folks, I've got some some breaking news of my own at the moment. Joining me now on the line, impromptu. He, I didn't think he would make it. I thought the old man wouldn't see my my DM. He wouldn't see my uh, Twitter responses, but somehow he has seen it. And joining me now is the one, the only C Red Fred. Fred, how are you? Mark, I've rarely been better. Um, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, I would be like literally screaming. The volume on this would be at like times ten 
but my wife and uh, 15-year-old daughter are still sleeping since it's late summer. They were up late last night, so they get up around 9.30, 10 central uh, before they start school in the next week. And so when I found the news, I actually wrapped a towel around my head, uh, fully around my head, and started screaming into the towel, yes, you know, <sighs> and then that muffled the sound. So I'm trying to keep it as down as much as I can, but I can't believe it. You know, I'm really still kind of shocked that it happened right now. Um, but I would like to just say, to start this out, Joe Cowley, whoever your sources are and you, why don't you guys just pound sand for the next half of summer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look. Prior to you joining me, I was ranting for about fifteen minutes, and and part of what I said was, "How the hell?" Like we last podcast we did, which is about two weeks ago, we were talking about the Bulls potentially bringing Boylan back because the Ryan Zoss was too cheap to retain him. That's what Cowley was reporting. Casey Jordan, uh, Casey Johnson, rather, was sort of. Uh, alluding to similar things, not necessarily that Ryan, the Ryan Self wanted to keep him for financial reasons, but, you know, Karnaschovas was playing things out slowly, that he was making the long, smart play, that he wanted to really take his time evaluating Jim Boylan. So we were getting the impression that he was going to be hanging around for at least the next few months, if not into next season. But then, bang, just like that, Woj kills it all, and <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. It's beautiful. I know, and I, you know that bothered me a little bit because it should have taken him about fifteen minutes to complete the evaluation and, and tell him to pound sand and hit the bricks, Jim. Uh, I mean, he clearly was just as incompetent as a head coach, and I kind of made this point too. You know, you never—I don't think it's in general great karma to ever celebrate someone's you know, oh, no, firing. <laughs> maybe no, right, no, maybe no, right. No, but no, look no. on the bright side. Let's just be honest. Jim's got a guaranteed contract. He's got a severance. He's going to make more in the next two years than most people make in their entire lives. He's likely going to end up where he belongs as an assistant head coach for some NBA team. Um, and, and he'll be fine. He'll be on his feet. God God bless him. And Godspeed, Jim. But as a head coach, he was the worst head coach in my opinion. I think he was worse than Vinny Del Negro. We had some oh, fine moments with Vinny. Oh. But this guy, this guy was just unbelievable and the only guy i really feel sorry for is denzel valentine you know Why? you only you, what what are you talking about well i feel sorry for him because you only he's have, cheering right I, now. this is the greatest <laughs> day in his life no i understand that I, I understand that he's happy right now but you only have so many years in your prime and they're very <laughs> precious and jim boylan just wasted an entire year of denzel valentine's prime and for that he'll never get it back you know, and we'll never get it back. So that's something that is does cause me a little bit of sour. But overall, I think we should look forward. And the sun rose this morning when, when my son told me that Jim Boylan was fired when I woke up. Um, well, I woke up before that, but I was wandering around the house. And he came down and said, did you hear Boylan got fired? And I said, what? You know, I, I was in shock for a second. And then, and then I kind of blacked out. And then I got up again and then ran and confirmed the news. It just it realized all the hopes for this team, the future of this team, is so bright and so... Um, the limit it's limitless limitless brother what say you well yeah, I, I agree i mean it changes perspective on things i mean i was, I was again i was ranting about this before you joined the call but literally a week ago or into this week i was thinking like i'm just tired of the bulls i don't want to be following this team anymore everything about this team is just stupid i don't, I don't want to have anything to do with it anymore this is dumb if they keep this guy around but then in an instant with one tweet from Wosh, the outlook of this team changed for me somewhat in an instant, it just all changed. So, 
I, I don't necessarily think it changes the ceiling of this team. I don't think this goes, it changes the balls from being a potential, you know, first or second round team at its max level to all of a sudden a championship team. But it does make this team a little bit more exciting in terms of what they can be from a purely playing style point of view. I, I think they'll get away from this stupid, idiotic defense that I hated all season, or that, this stupid pressing defense that, um, yeah. and this hedging. Oh, I just, everything's dumb that Jim Boylan did. We'll get away from that now, and we'll be able to actually see, hopefully, what these players will be at their max potential. And if even if that is a second-round team, at least we know, or at least we'll be more confident that they'll be headed down that path. Whereas, like I said, within this week, I was thinking, if Boylan's back, then you know maybe this is a bad year for Zach Levine. You know, I, I don't think his his relationship with Jim Boylan, Jim Boylan was too great. All of a sudden, you waste one year of Zach Levine's prime, and then he's only got one more year on his deal. Does this kind of show us look to trade him at that point? I mean, Larry Markin had a down season this season, clearly, but he's extension eligible. If the Bulls don't give him that extension, he enters into U4 with Jim Boylan hanging around. What the hell does his career turn out? Does he get eventually end up getting traded and leave, and does he become a better player elsewhere? Uh, but I guess those sorts of things or those feelings now, I mean, they start to dissipate because maybe with a fresh pair of eyes, Karnaschovas getting that full autonomy now, maybe it just changes things. I am a little frustrated, though. I saw that the, the assistants are going to remain on right now, and I'd like to get your opinion on that because I, I don't think they should. Like I think uh, Fleming deserves some of the responsibility for what we saw last year. I, I am beyond. I'm just. I don't understand why everybody feels like he did a great job or. Both of those guys should be out the door as soon as we get a new coach in here. Do you agree with me, agree with that assessment, or do you feel like I think handing it over to a new head coach and keeping the assistants on would be beyond dumb? Yeah, I mean, look, sure. I mean, I, I, would, I would prefer to have you know the assistants gone. I, I, I assume I would I would prefer the coach to bring in his own guys. Let's say, but I mean, ultimately, if the, if the one lasting remnant of Jim Boylan in Chicago Bulls is, is the fact that he's got Chris Fleming and whoever else with him on on, on the assistant coaching staff are hanging around, like I'm not prepared to take that hit. I suppose is my point. Like I, I don't really care too much about that, and who who knows what these how, how limited these guys were because of Jim Boylan. I mean. Did, did he let them have as much say as what they possibly could? Did he take over and maybe overrule these guys? You know, what is the dynamics that he had with those guys? I, I don't know the answer to that question from my vantage point. So maybe they still are and remain good assistant coaching candidates and should maybe be retained. I mean, if we want to talk about the limiting of Jim and Boylan on the franchise more generally, maybe he was limiting these guys too. I don't know. But even yeah. if they are duds, I, I, if, if we hang, have to hang on to these guys for one more season... I don't care if it means Jim Boylan's gone and these guys have to hang around for whatever reason. Then again, that's the, I'm prepared to bite that bullet. I would love to know the, what really happened. No, I kind of felt like things in the last few weeks had gotten so toxic that it had just made the decision inevitable. I mean, there was so much bad press around it, so much anger on the radio here in Chicago. I know Doggable came out with like a scathing article that actually just kind of torched you know, our tourists, and I, I wonder if it was just like the, the the cumulative effect of all this negativity finally just said, all right, we, we can't wait anymore. But I never really believed he would be here. I mean, I thought it was a possibility, but I think I've pretty been pretty consistent on every podcast I've been on that I just think they were they were holding out because they didn't want to pay, you know, to hire a new head coach and have another, you know, salary on the books. Do you think that's what, what, the, what the likely, what, what happened, or... 
do you think there was another reason for why we had to wait so long? Well, I honestly don't know what the reasoning was for now. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it's just due to public pressure because that public pressure has been there for, for ages. I mean, everyone had wanted Jim Boylan out, you know, long, a long, long, long time ago. So why now does kind of show us do it? I, I don't know. Maybe things happened in the background that, you know, we don't have confirmation of from more holistically the NBA point of view. Maybe they're getting a sense as to when the next season will be. Obviously, that information hasn't been released to us, the, the general public, but maybe as, a, as an executive, that may, maybe they're starting to get an idea that maybe it's in December or January or whatever it might be, or maybe they're getting an idea that there's not going to be some sort of Delete 8 tournament or you know the, the, the teams that aren't part of the bubble at the moment, maybe those teams won't be able to do certain things and, and Karnaschovas won't have certain times to evaluate a Jim Boylan like he wanted to. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's public pressure because that pressure existed a week ago. It existed two weeks ago. I don't think that necessarily changed too much, but... Yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously um, we'll, we'll find out what the hell is going to happen. But um, yeah, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. He, he's gone. That, that's all that matters. Goodbye. You know, never want to see you again, bald man. But um, yeah, that's all that matters. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's all that matters. He's gone. I just can't believe it. Now we got to look forward. Let's hope they make the right decision in you know hiring a head coach. I mean, there's been some. If, I'm, if anyone's not aware of it disturbing allegations yeah. of court, uh, for Adrian Griffin, which you yeah. know, none of us really knew about. Obviously, no. those are allegations, and um, unfortunately, whether or not they're true, it's, I think it's going to significantly hurt his chances be, at becoming a head coach. Well, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're serious allegations, and they have to no be doubt. treated yeah. as such. So have to be um, it's definitely my change, change of my perspective on Adrian Griffin, whether that's fair or not, I, I don't know. And But, I mean, this is the NBA is a fickle business. I'm not going to waste my time thinking too much about Adrian Griffin if this is even remotely true when there are other good, capable candidates out there. So... Um, and, and this is a good position for the Bulls because there are good, capable candidates out there. Kenny Atkinson, I know you're not necessarily a big fan of, but I really like. Wes Unsell Jr., I really do like as well, has has a relationship with Karnaschovas. So, uh, and obviously Adoka with the, the Philadelphia 76ers plus, you know, whoever else they bring through the process. So um, there are going to be some good names that are going to be linked to this job. And now that Karnaschovas clearly does have full autonomy, I think it will there's a better chance of getting, you know, some of the bigger, better names coming through this. Yeah, I, I'm Kenny Atkinson. I know we. I don't want to argue about that right now and turn <laughs> this into a sour pod. I, I want a young uh, head coach. West Huntsville Junior would be a fine choice. Somebody who's hasn't been given a chance. I want to see the organization walk the walk instead of talk the talk and give another second or third chance to to a retread. Let's let's find a good young assistant who can really relate well with the players and. and and absolutely uh, lead them to greatness. I, that's that's who I want to turn it over. It worked for us in 2010. Let's do something similar uh, in 2020. That's my general opinion on it. I think, uh, you know, Doka with uh, the Sixers looks like a great choice, but I've been hearing rumors. I was on ESPN 1000 this morning, and they say that he might be actually taking over for Brown, which would make complete sense. And I can't even believe Brown's still head coach of that team. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's a, I just... It can't be any worse than what we have now. <laughs> you just can't get can't get oh, worse. No, no, no chance. <laughs> so I mean, than what we have no now. Chance. Yeah, absolutely so, no. But this I is mean, a day for celebration, right? For Bulls Nation, oh, and uh, I, I mean, this is the this is the sweetest day since Carpax got canned. And I mean, if that is the lasting 
legacy of Jim Boylan was the fact that he was so abysmal that it led to the firing of ultimately the firing of Garpax. I mean, in that way, I'll always be thankful of Jim Boylan. His complete incompetence led to the firing of Garpax. So in that way, I suppose I do have to say thank you to Jim Boylan. But beyond that, I mean, this is the sweetest day beyond the Garpax firing. But these are two significant moments in the Chicago Bulls history. And it's sad to <laughs> it's sad to even suggest as much, but that's how that's how big this news is. That's how much it changes where this team sort of is headed. Uh, potentially uh, we, we hopefully in the future. Read, we don't need to read from the Dog of Bull Nation Bible about Garpax and all that stuff. Let's not go down that whole path. Jim Boylan was their biggest mistake. He was an incompetent coach. He's gone. A lot of the good players that they brought here like Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr., Laurie Markin, and Zach Levine, are now going to be able to flourish under new leadership, assuming that they bring those that core four back. I, I do want to publicly state right now, <laughs> I think it would be a mistake to trade any of those four players. I don't think we should have concrete or absolute answers or, or statements about anything at this point but regarding the players because, I mean, yeah, more generally I would agree, but if you know an offer comes onto the board where it's it makes complete sense to move one of them, then I'm not opposed to it. So whilst I certainly agree, it probably makes more sense to see what this, all these four players look like in a, in a, under a proper coach, under a proper executive like Karna Shovis, and hopefully they blossom into the players we hope they can be at the same time. I, I don't want to be wedded to anyone on this Chicago Bulls roster because, uh, you know, if, if a good offer does come around, then I, I want to, I want the Bulls to be open to that. But yeah, I would probably lean to say that they should hang on to these guys for at least the first six months of Karnaschovas' tenure, see what materializes as the draft sort of plays out. Obviously, we've got the lottery coming up next week. So, oh, could you imagine that, Fred? We go from firing Jim Ball into landing into the number one pick. All the curses of the Chicago Bulls are just reversed in a week. Could you imagine that? Oh, my God. Well, the problem (laughs) is, though, I, uh, I had this discussion with Rob Schaefer, who, and I made the point that, you know, I've, I've started to do some prelim draft prep, and I've been very <laughs> unimpressed with this current class, to put it mildly. So, yeah. and Rob joked, you know, out of all the talent laden, you know, prospects we had over the last four years, this will be the year the Bulls win number one overall, <laughs> when it's <laughs> likely that number seven will be actually better than number one. Uh, you know, because I, I, there's nobody, there's so many flaws with so many of these players. Right now, Obi Toppin's kind of a guy I really like a lot who I've kind of grown on. But, like, everybody's talking about this guy from Israel. The guy shot less than 60% from the free throw line, which is a massive red flag for me. Can't hit the three with consistency. Look, I, I think I've proven over the last week <laughs> that you can't really trust with any of your scouting about international players based on your comments about Luka Doncic, which I will not let, let go. So, um, <laughs> you mean uh, my comments that he has incredible vision and I predicted that he would have a long NBA career yeah, because yeah, I've of got that. some bad tweets of your store just for uh, I'm just waiting for, for Doncic to have a big game in the playoffs and you can be sure I'll be tagging waiting you for a while for, yeah you <laughs> to delete those old tweets so uh, but look that pretty much I think we should, we should leave it here um, I, I need I to I just need to collect my thoughts get out of this just this haze and just um Come down a little bit, come back to reality if I want to get any sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we can reconvene during the week, maybe as our thoughts 
are a little bit more subdued, a little bit more rational. We can sort of come back and think more broadly about what this means for the Bulls. We'll be learning more, obviously, information about the Boylan exit over the coming days, but obviously we'll be leading up into the lottery as well, which would be another big talking point for the Bulls this week, given that they obviously are not in the bubble. Hopefully they can um, jump up a few spot, a few places now that they've rid, the, rid themselves of this Boylan curse, and maybe we can land that you know a top three pick, something of that nature. So... Let's leave it there for now, Fred. I think that's enough for our instant reaction. There doesn't need to be anything more than said than thank Christ that he's gone. So, um, yeah, I'm just pleased he's gone. I'm glad he's, we never have to talk about Jim Boylan again. Today is a good day, Bulls fans. And um, I'm, I'm glad you managed to uh, jump on with me, Fred, because it was me rambling for the first 15 or so minutes. And I look not, not to say that I haven't continued doing that because my mind is all over the place, but um, I'm glad we got a chance to get on here and talk uh, talk about this great day exactly sweet dreams my friend i know it's very late for you out there in australia <laughs> as you as your head hits the pillow tonight big smile on your face with the knowledge that uh the sea red heaven is, is about to uh occur you're about to well, end, you're about to end your <laughs> sea red heaven i won't be i won't be dreaming those sweet dreams just yet but um yeah i will definitely be having a smile on my face but uh, thank you for joining me frederick bulls fans you can follow fred on Twitter at CB Fred, follow me on Twitter at MK Hoops. Follow the show Bulls HQ Pod. If you want to send us an email, just you know, just just your, just share with us your joy. You know, do so. Send us an email bullshqpod at gmail.com. Ah, oh, what a beautiful, beautiful days, Bulls fans. The best thing about this, I don't have to listen to anyone talking about or whining about Jim Boylan anymore. I don't have to whine about Jim Boylan anymore. I don't have to listen to any idiot out there telling me about how Arturish Karnaschovas is bad at his job for keeping Jim Boylan around. That, that is all gone. It's all gone. Fresh slate for everyone. It oh, I love the dog day, hate fans. there. That was great. Let me just throw this out there. One last thought. We do need a moment of silence for our good friend, uh, the coach's son, who unfortunately, <laughs> this is a tough day for him. He's got to leave the basement, uh, possibly find a new place to play ball. So just let's keep that in mind too. No, no, he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, I'm sure he's already won kind of show. So the next coach coming in, he'll uh, he'll be playing him at small forward. He'll be having matching up against Giannis too, I'm sure. But <laughs> that, that, that's another conversation for another day. But uh, look, that'll just about do us. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you, Bulls fans. Enjoy this day, Bulls fans. Yes. Rose Davis, historian and co-host of the sports podcast, Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about Black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, Black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now, they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.